Support for this podcast is provided by SHL. From talent acquisition through to talent management, SHL's science and technology maximise the potential of your greatest asset, your people. SHL help you create the diverse, agile and innovative workforce you need to succeed in an unpredictable environment. Their data-driven people insights, unmatched portfolio of products, engaging experiences built on science and global expert services are all delivered on one platform for all your people answers. Visit shl.com to learn more about how SHL can unlock the potential of your workforce. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 385 of the Recruiting Future podcast. As external talent markets get ever more challenging, internal mobility is becoming a more significant issue. Unsurprisingly then, one of the major themes of the past year has been the ever closer relationship between talent acquisition and talent management. So how are the most innovative companies holistically looking at talent acquisition and talent management and how is technology helping them? My guest this week is Lisa Neeson, Head of Talent Management Solutions at SHL. Lisa has been doing a lot of work at the intersection of talent acquisition and talent management and has some valuable insights to share. Well, an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure. Uh, My name is Lisa Neeson. I am the head of talent management solutions at SHL. Have been only in that role for a going on four months now, but I've spent the last 10 years really in the the talent space and talent management space more specifically, building out really the, the solutions that meet the market need in terms of the talent management issues that clients are dealing with. So have joined SHL to help them focus more specifically on the the great opportunity within talent management, especially in this market now where it it has become such a, a focus for, for companies. Absolutely. And I think that's so interesting because certainly in the conversations that I've been having, both on the podcast and, and also sort of outside of the podcast over the last 18 months, the relationship between talent acquisition and talent management and looking at a talent in a much more holistic way, I don't think it's ever been higher on the agenda than, than it is right now because of the, the talent markets we're experiencing and also all of the stuff that's come out of the pandemic. So it's a really, it's a really interesting to, to, to be able to have this conversation with you right now. Talk us through sort of your view on the connection between talent acquisition and talent management. Sure. So I think there's so much focus right now on talent acquisition. Candidate shortage, I mean, we are hearing it daily in the international news. Companies can't fill roles and candidates are in the driver's seat in terms of being being acquired and getting roles in 
new roles in companies. And so there's so much attention on that. But I think what people are neglecting to to talk about as much is the importance of nurturing the employees once they are part of an organization. So I think it's really hard to separate thinking of the people you're acquiring, so talent acquisition, from talent management. You should always be bringing people into the organization with a lens to how you're going to nurture them going forward, right? It doesn't stop once you get them in the door. And companies spend a lot of time making sure that candidate experience is great, the onboarding experience is great, how we get you in your role and introduce you to the organization and plug you in. And then they, a lot of companies forget that there's a continuation there. And even more so now, you've invested a great deal getting folks into your company. We have to make sure we're nurturing them and continuing that, that growth and that development along the way. So bringing people in that you see have a clear fit to a broader place within within the company is only going to serve the company and those people much better. Absolutely. And I mean, what are the effects that you're seeing on talent management from the the sort of crazy market that we're in, in terms of salaries, in terms of people hiring uh, people with 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 potential, all, all, all the things that that are, that are going on. What what are you seeing as the as as the main effects? Sure. Well, we all know that it, it's much more costly to replace somebody than it is to retain them. Right. The the cost going into acquiring a new a new employee is much higher and i think what we're seeing across the board is that people coming into an organization are demanding and getting a much higher salary than people within the company in those same roles so i think it's a really tricky balance to manage that and make sure that you're you're not placing all of your eggs in the basket of the people coming in, right? How do we look at the population in those critical roles and make sure that we are paying those people in a way that's going to keep them there? Because we know that there's a lot of companies where they could go and get a higher salary. So I think that is someplace that we have to continue to focus or we're going to lose those good people. The other thing is just making sure that we are offering development paths or career opportunities for different roles, different placements, different projects, opportunities that will keep people engaged and feel like they're growing in their career and in their progression within a company, just because that feels like a much more positive relationship with with a company than just sitting in a seat, doing the role that you've been doing for a few years, and then having somebody else come in that gets paid more than you do to do the same role. 
again, that's one been one of the the big topics that everyone's been talking about for the last for the last eighteen months. The growing importance of internal mobility and retaining the talent that you have, and uh, you know, moving moving people around into opportunities and being much more fluid about talent within an organisation. There's lots of talk about it, but but companies seem to be really struggling with it. Why is that, and how should people be thinking about it to sort of try and solve those problems? Yeah, I think historically we've always thought about a pretty traditional career projection, right? You're, you know, you come in as a marketer and then you advance to a manager of marketing and a director of marketing. So we've we've thought in terms of pretty linear progression and. It, it's a it's tough because we want to invest in development within our workforce, but there's not always that there's the roles get fewer as you advance up the leadership pipeline as you progress in your career. So if you're developing a whole group of managers, for example, is the expectation then that they all get promoted? What happens when you get to the end of a development journey? Then is there an expectation of the next level? And that's not realistic within companies. There's not that many roles. So I think we're seeing a shift of how do we how do we continue to allow people to grow in their career and then maybe match them to different opportunities that we would never expect maybe they they would have uh, the skill set for. And so good to be able to look at what the skills and behaviors and the personality traits that come with different roles and try to figure out how we can match people and engage them in a different way. I suppose building on that, what role is there for for technology and what role is there for assessment in all of this? Yeah, that's a great question. SHL is really focused on the investment in technology around in this space. So as of late, we're doing some great innovation there and being able to take somebody's assessment or other insights their skills that we can gather within our mobilized platform and then take role profiles or different insights that will allow clients to measure people against various roles, different opportunities. So you can almost have a an interactive fluid way of aligning people or at least having a view to where people can can excel in roles within the organization. And that can be um, looking at, you know, what, what group of people that we've assessed have, for example, these five critical competencies that we know are critical to our business strategy and can carry that forward. And it might be people that aren't on our radar at this point. So really taking assessment and the insights we have about our people and, you know, some demographic data as well, and then aligning them to different opportunities, different roles within a company that you might not get that lens if you're following a traditional path of taking an assessment for a specific role, seeing the the gap that you have to that role, or maybe the next 
role in that linear chain and developing specific to that that path, but looking more broadly across the entire organization and all the opportunities that there might be. And obviously, the role of data is um, is huge here. Do you think that HR, talent management, talent acquisition need to be need to be better with data. Need to be more aligned to really have that understanding of what's what's going on in their workforces. Oh, absolutely, and that is a that's a tough shift. I mean, we we have typically focused on our people and nurturing our people. You know, HR is about making sure that you're managing your workforce. And historically, that's been managing the people. But what we see emerging that is absolutely critical is how are you managing the data and the insights around those people? If you're not doing that, you're going to be left behind. And I think it's it's a whole new, new lens for what that means for HR and their role. You know, how do you build business partners and the capability there to be a a strong force to to help the organization see that and really the only way to have a clear lens to that in a in a way that's nimble enough is through the data you can gather and have you seen sort of evidence in the market of employers bringing talent acquisition and talent management closer together in, in in sort of practical terms? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have clients, I was on a client with a client just this week talking about how their entire talent acquisition process is the talent management suite of assessments. They will interview and address role-specific requirements through an interview or through a resume, but they want to assess and bring people into the organization based on the opportunities, the career pathing, the leadership potential, some of those agile characteristics that are they know are going to be critical to their organization going forward. So it is becoming much more seamless, very very gray line, blurred line between talent acquisition and talent management, because it it really becomes one overarching, you know, holistic life cycle that we have to care about going forward. And I suppose that there there, there still are lots and lots of companies who are who are working in silos, but have a, a you know a desire to bring things closer together and be be more aligned and, and more realistic about what they do. What would your advice be to to those employers in terms of the the things that they should be thinking about or the the first steps that they should be taking? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think we all have a fiscal responsibility to do right by our organizations, right? How can you get the most out of your investment? And from a talent acquisition perspective, if we are investing in a talent acquisition provider to be able to show your organization that that investment carries over long term into talent management opportunities and answers to questions that are going to arise, that is a win-win, right? And similarly for talent management, I mean, they want to know that they they have the right 
people, the right data, the right information to, to carry those individuals forward. And so being able to bring your partner to the table in those conversations, you know, if I'm a talent acquisition person and making sure my talent management partner is there to be able to sell and help the business understand the, how to capitalize on those investments early on. I mean, that's, that's your, your perfect opportunity to, to show that you, you know, you have the company's best interest in mind and you're thinking bigger and more holistically about, about talent. So getting your partner a seat at the table alongside you, and we're seeing that more and more all the time. I mean, companies that are working in silos really are thinking too narrowly to accommodate the broader concerns that are surfacing with the entire employee population over time. Final question, what do you think the future is going to look like? If we're, we're having this conversation again in a couple of years time, what would we be talking about? Oh, boy. You know, I think we just need to be so nimble. The world is, the business culture is just going at rapid pace. Everything is changing. We have to be flexible. We have to be ready to anticipate that next crisis or that next uh, pandemic or that next market crash and how do we do that and and still feel like we can we can be successful and really if we're not relying on data and the insights that help us flex and answer those questions and address those issues quickly we are definitely going to be left behind. Lisa, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks for having me, Matt. It's been it's been great and I look forward to another opportunity to connect. My thanks to Lisa. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts on Spotify or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.